Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 6 of the To Be Fair podcast. Going to go around the horn with the uh, the Bluebird machine plugs. Uh, I'm Zach. You can find me on Twitter, at TBFZach. We got Cam across from me wearing the sweatpants and navy blue hoodie. Gallon water again. He's on Twitter, at TBF underscore Cam. Uh, and then we'll swing it over here to the end of the table. Headset guy, Garrett Willoughby, at GWillaby2. And if, uh, if he sounds a little stuffed up, poor baby's got a little cold. But do not do not be fearful, folks. I have the antibodies. He is a COVID-19 survivor and has the antibodies. So yes, sir. Just a little sniffies for... Built different. Built yes. different. Just a little sniffies for Garrett today. Then we got Beck across the table. Per usual, very dark colors. Uh, gray. Taking that Jake's look. From yeah, Russia. taking the Jake Wallace look. Literally rocks... Sweats and hoodie, dark Plain colors. Plain <laughs> play, gray hoodie. On the tweeter, at Alex underscore O'Brien. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got some bad news to start of the show. Justin Blanton, at JB Justin Blanton on Twitter. His big boy job got the best of him, and he's got to work late tonight. There is hope that he gets out and zooms at the speed limit. <laughs> back to as the, always. As all, per usual, speed limit guy. Zooms back to the apartment and... Can hop on maybe by the end get his uh maybe get his this time next weekend. Don't worry though, he's uh paying it forward, uh helping parents draft youth baseball teams. Yeah, he's assisting a little league baseball draft. So just, just the guy being out, out there changing the world. Absolutely. All right, so uh like I said, we're not gonna do the casual how's everybody doing anymore or uh this week's leadoff question. Let's see. Something baseball related. Since we're doing baseball, we're in the heart of baseball startups. Let's do uh, everybody's favorite baseball movie. Garrett, you start, then we'll go back to Cam. And I'm going to go to the classic Sandlot. The Sandlot. Old Reliable. It's back. beautiful. Got to go Moneyball. Moneyball, very good one. going to say Moneyball as well. the rookie of the year. Yes, I was going to go rookie <laughs> yes. of the year. All right. Well, that's such a good movie. I love yes. it. Oh, you really can't go wrong, though. Heading down to the basement. The Cubs are in the Game 7 of the World Series. <laughs> Bottom nine. Tying run on third. Bases loaded. Full count. Two out. The crowd's going crazy for Roland Gardner. The pitch. Steer right one. <laughs> Over life. Uh, clearly you watch that. <laughs> I watched the time of 40. Uh, all right, so I'll, go, I'll pick another one other than um, Rookie of the Year. Honestly, bad news, Bears. Just old classic, old reliable. Yes. Can't go wrong with it. Oh, also Field of Dreams if you're looking to cry. Yes, that's a good movie as well. Absolutely. All righty. Now on to this week's worst calls, the worst calls we made this week, sports-related or not. Let's go same order. Garrett, start it up. All right, well, I'm, I saw those thing on Twitter today. The, the Bluebird Machine. The Bluebird Machine with the OU wide receiver picking a fight with a former MMA guy. ruh And ended up in the hospital to have eye surgery because I just about, about got plucked out. Mm. Bad call. In a bar. Bad call. In the bar bathroom. Does not sound very COVID safe, if you ask me. And that wide receiver is trying to sue the guy he picked a fight with. Not a... That, a that's call. a bad call. Bad a call plus B week. don't equal D. No, it no. does not. <laughs> <laughs> Beck? I was going to go with the Mariner CEO, but I think we're going to talk about that later. So I changed it up literally 30 seconds ago. I remember this happened. On the fly guy. Yep, Cam Newton's camp. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> One of his people that are attending the camp call him out, start talking trash to him in his own camp. Video blows up, and then he soon later apologizes on social media and looks like a complete idiot. And now Did probably, Cam apologize? No. Okay, no. I just wanted to make yeah, I saw yeah, the no, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he probably has screwed himself if he ever wants to get recruited in the future. Yeah. All right, Cam, what you got? Uh, you know... Back to the good old Bird Gang, Philadelphia Eagles. Howie Craig Roseman. Howie! If you somehow decide to take a quarterback in this draft, <laughs> I will just be speechless. Those rumors have been floating around and the, uh, the blue. I don't care machine. if it's Zach Wilson. I don't care if it's Justin Fields. What if it's Trevor Lawrence? That's a little different. It's not in the cards. I don't care what. I don't care about this controversy about wanting Jalen Hurts to have quarterback competition. 
Go to the damn waiver wire and pick someone up and say, here's a competition. Don't take another quarterback. Do not. That would be a huge mistake. Draft oh, night is going to be outrageous. If it's not Jalen Waddle, uh, Jamar Chase, or Devonta Smith, I don't want him. Mm. I, I, it will be electric on draft night if Philly goes QB, especially yeah, we, if they reach for like the number six QB or something in the draft. To be fair, podcast might have to go live. Yeah, we might that, be live. If, if we mess up that pick, the seventh or overall we pick get it, it correct. What pick do the, the Panthers, Panthers have again? The Panthers have so we got Giants top. Or everyone's in the top ten. Almost. Giants are sitting in eleven. So we could oh, we could do that. Oh, oh my goodness! Could possibly be a, a play. In, uh, yes. Five eleven or three twenty eight or one eleven. Anywhere at this point. Yeah. The uh, let's see. The Eagles are picking six. The Panthers are picking eighth. And uh, New York Football Giants picking eleven. Okay. So lots of uh, lots, lots of emotions. There's gonna be a lot of chances for a lot of hearts to be broken oh, in the TBF game. I don't gang. know if I'm ready for it. So uh, my worst call of the week was uh, I went home this weekend and the driveway at my parents' house. Um, I've been I've lived at this house for 20 years. I've been parking my own vehicle in this driveway for four years, and the driveway has like a tree overhanging it. And that tree has, like, never caused problems or anything. Like, never, ne- you know, it snapped in half during a hurricane this summer and, like, fell in my sister's car. But it wasn't my car, so no biggie. <laughs> but damn, <laughs> but it still overhangs the driveway. And I got home Friday afternoon and I uh, park in the driveway because my parents were still at work. So the driveway was open. Park in the driveway. I go to leave to, like, go get food or something. I can't remember. But my car had been there for two hours. And I come out there, and when I tell you my car has been painted by bird poop, and it rained, like, Friday night and on my, like, today. So it came off for the most part to where, like, I didn't immediately have to get the pressure washer out. But uh, me, and, uh, me and my Jeep Craig might be heading to a uh, car wash shortly. And they got a new car wash over here on uh, Tommy's Express. Fire Tower, ain't yeah, it? I was going to say. Uh, that, no, no, Tommy's free, Express. no free ads, but Tommy's Express, if you want to hop on as a sponsor, you send me a free car wash yes. and plug you every episode for the next two months. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no free I, ads, I, though. And it's the car wash calls from Kickback Jazz. Yeah. That car wash looks sick. It's not no, no endorsing it yet. It looks very mediocre. They probably are the most average car wash in the world. We need to get a free car wash for them. So the five of us can pile into my Jeep and get it cleaned, and we can all get a reasonable rating for Tommy's Car Wash. Tommy's Car Wash, uh, DM us on Twitter, and let's figure something out. I am down. Give me a job. Yeah, I will also take a job. If I got to go through that car wash, I think I'm going to be pretty so, because no car. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're all piling in mine, so we can all five collectively figure it out. Yeah, well. You can be in the trunk. Sweet. Alrighty, so that's that. That's uh, this past week's worst calls. Let's dive into some content. We'll start it off with the NFL. Carson Wentz traded to the Indiana- Indianapolis, Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts for a 2021 third-round pick and a 2022 conditional pick, meaning that if uh, Wentz plays 75% yeah, of the yeah. snaps for the Colts, then it's going to be a first-round first round pick. So... Eagles fans, low-key kind of hoping once bounces back and succeeds so they can get a first-round pick. Who wins this trade? Cam, Mr. Philly, start it. Well, all right, so obviously the Colts are in a completely weird quarterback situation. They don't obviously want to stick with Jacoby Brissett. Phillip Rivers is done. I mean, it's a great deal for them. Carson Wentz had one bad season. He's going to bounce back, I think. But in my opinion, from a – Farther stand, like from a Eagles standpoint, if you're basing off, if you're like basing it off of how Carson Wentz played last year, the Eagles 100 percent won that because with Carson, Carson Wentz Wentz's worth one seventh round pick. with Carson Wentz's uh, injury history mixed in with his terrible last season, you're getting a, I think it's a second round pick, is it not? Or is it a third? For this year, it's a third. It's a third, and then the next well, year, yeah, it's a second. So, unless it I mean, a yeah, first. it could. It'll probably end up being a first round pick. And, I mean, I can't really complain. We needed to get rid of him. The, the relationship with him and the Eagles was completely tarnished. So, I would say we – I wouldn't say necessarily won the trade, but we 100% benefited a lot more than we should have. When it comes to the term of the situation, I agree. I think it's very similar to the trade between the Chargers and 
the Lions where both teams got what they needed to get done. Uh, the Colts needed a quarterback. The Eagles needed to get rid of that Probably contract. Rams and the Rams and the Lions or the – Did I say Chargers? Yeah. I meant Rams. I was like, what trade did they make? Yeah. No, very similar to that where both teams checked off their boxes. Once's contract is out of Philly and they have a quarterback in Indianapolis. So. And former MVP too. Yeah. Yeah, but on paper I think the Colts got a steal. If he bounces I mean, if back, he performs, and, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I mean, it, a lot of it's going to determine on if this pick becomes a first round pick and which Carson Wentz shows up in Indy. Because I mean, if Carson Wentz comes back and balls out and is a top five, top ten QB in the league, like there's no guarantee that he was going to become that in Philly. Yeah. But I mean, now he has a huge bolster to his offensive line. I don't really think there's a reason why he can't perform at a high level with. Oh, I mean, double the time that he had. Yeah, yeah I think I think he will. I think he'll, back, he'll bounce back. I mean, yeah, it, we had the Eagles have had one of the best O lines in the league, at, like outside of this year for the past bunch of years, and Wentz thrived. And then he got a bad O line, and he sucked. So yeah, it, exactly. That makes sense. So, I mean, what what I'm really looking at though is I don't think he's gonna play poorly. It's that injury question mark. Really. Yeah, that's true. He can't stay healthy, really. No, he can't. And I mean. I love Wentz. I really don't. I really wish him anything. I really wish him the best, but I mean, we just had to move on. I'm kind of glad we somehow benefited out of it, but it happens. Yeah. Yep. Um, also, Eagles expected to release Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson. Eagles fan Philly Cam, give us your thoughts. Absolutely, it should happen. There's no reason Alshon should be on the team for whatever reason. Though I love Doug Peterson outside of the fact that he, like, continued to talk about how Alshon was a part of our offense. He's not. He was taking reps away from people like Jalen Rigor, J.J. Whiteside, who I despise, but still a young <laughs> guy. Dallas Goddard, all those guys. And I mean, yeah, you got to get rid of him. Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Jackson, wow. Deshaun Jackson will always be one of the big men in Philly, but... Injury prone now, kind of a question age. mark. He had that incident early in the year where he was uh, he was getting bashed for being like some sort of like being being some sort of racist, which is completely unacceptable. And I don't think we need that kind of person on our team to help God our young guys. And I feel like it's a new chapter in Philly with the quarterback and the receiving core, so it's time to dump the old guys. What were your expectations like this year? How many wins would you be satisfied with this year? Cam, before you answer that, do you want to hear? I got the Phil, uh, the Eagles opponents pulled up for next year. You want to hear them? Let's hear it. All right, so out of division, you play at Atlanta, at Carolina, at Denver, at Detroit, at Las Vegas. Uh, and then you're home against the Saints, Bucks, Chiefs. <laughs> wow. That's a concern. <laughs> Chargers and 49ers. Well. So you got a very easy away and very tough home. We'll put it at that. All right. So, I mean, I would say hypothetically we'll probably sit around six or seven wins. Up until you decide to describe our home schedule, I was like, it was like I was good. looking at my chops. I was like, Damn, the Eagles might be good that year. But, I mean, after hearing that, I, I honestly think the fan environment could really, like, depend, like, could really help us depend on if we win any of those home games or not because, I mean, we're bound to get, like, at least one upset. But I feel like if we can, like, get the young guys to work together, the Eagles have always been a scrappy team. Like, we've always been that team who's, like, willing to, like, late hit and stuff, which isn't really okay, but... Like but it's if, Philly, it is what it is. And so if we can somehow put it together and we can, like, get scrappy, I feel like a lot of teams don't want to get scrappy. So, I don't know. I mean, I got, one of those teams realistically, six to seven wins. But, I mean, at the same time, six to seven wins in the NFCs could possibly be enough to win the division. Yeah, so, really like, could. Do you, think, mean, uh, do you think after the announcement that they're supposedly going to be uh, parting ways with Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson, do you think that – Guarantees that you take a guy like Waddle in the first round, or the Eagles six pick. Not it's, are they not smart enough to where they actually might take a quarterback? I don't know. I mean, Howie Rosen, like I said, is a complete airhead. He he's really probably one of the biggest question marks in the organization next to Jeff Lurie. So, I mean, 
it would almost be impossible for us to mess up that pick, but it's very possible. And the only thing I can think of that... It's almost if, impossible, but it's possible. But if we're not going to take a receiver, we have to be taking a defensive back. Like, it just has to happen. We take anything other than those two positions, <laughs> the Eagles will be receiving an email from Cammy Asheroff. <laughs> <laughs> I think for, like, the seventh time yeah. last year. I think, like, the top two, three wide receivers are so much, like, head and shoulders above the rest of the class to where if you need a receiver and you've got a top ten pick... You know, take your receiver, and then you can take some DBs later on and see if one of them pans out. You can't, you can't get a DB round one and then take a shot on receivers because that's that. I mean, I feel like a guy like Waddle would definitely like, you know, could change things around. You know, get that young offense cranking. Agreed. I mean, but <laughs> it's nothing's guaranteed. So the way I see it is, we just need to ride it out. I could sit here and go on and on about how I think we should go about the draft, but we would probably be here all night. So I think you take Zach Wilson, is that right? (laughs) (laughs) No, he's going to the Panthers. Hopefully. I mean, hey, you guys guys can have that. If I somehow see Zach Wilson in an Eagles uniform and we're not, like, trading or something with that pick, I promise you I will drive to Philadelphia and Protest You're going to be in the same situation you just traded out of. With yeah, Jim exactly. Yeah. Or if we take Trey Lance. I don't want North Dakota State anymore, damn it. No more. Trade for Trace McSorley. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I mean, maybe if our uh, team is trying to become a TikTok team, which at this point might be the best. Hey, Juju's a free agent. Yeah, Juju's a free agent. Yeah, he, 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 he can, receivers. He Maybe he's a Pennsylvania Juju's not guy. As good as people think we think we think he is. Go get your guy, Pam. Juju, 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 Go get your guy. Juju can Corvette, 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 Corvette. <laughs> pull it up in the field in the Corvette, Corvette. All right, you heard it here first. Nope. We are officially Juju to the Eagles stand uh, podcast. Well, I think the real question for you, Panthers fans, is. is All right, so we I typed this up uh, before I found out that Justin was not going to be here. However. Um, I don't know if it was Thursday or Friday, but for about an hour straight, <laughs> I was not happy. and Garrett were exchanging paragraphs. Paragraphs. Yeah, they were long, too. A paragraphs <laughs> about if uh, the Panthers are going to trade for Deshaun Watson, which is seeming you know, to become kind of likely. Um, you know, if the Texans are like, well, if you want Watson, you have to give us McCaffrey. Um if the Panthers should go about that. I'm going to save this topic for when Justin's here. But, um, yeah, expect that discussion to come next week or one of the following weeks. Um, let's jump into Big Ben and the Steelers. We just got off the topic of Corvette, Corvette. Um, you know, the Steelers got cap problems. You know, that's one of the reasons why they're not an automatic front runner for J.J. Watt, and Big Ben is a big part of that. It's uh, not the same Big Ben we saw years ago. And $40 million to be paid to Big Ben. He has said that he's willing to renegotiate his contract. And the uh, I saw where the Saints uh, kind of put it out there to Drew Brees that if he wants to come back but play for the league veteran minimum, which is like one and a half or something like that million, um, then they'd be willing to do that. Do you guys think... Big Ben would be willing to play for that when, if he gets cut by the Steelers and retires, he literally just gets $22 million to ride off into the sunset with. Would he be willing to come back and play for the minimum? You saw how it ended in when they played Cleveland. It was him and Pouncey sitting on the bench, and they were both in tears. I think he definitely, if it's to help the team and he loses whatever amount of money to play, but if he gets a shot at winning a Super Bowl, I feel like you kind of have to do that. He's made his money already. Yeah, that's so. what I was thinking. Cam, your thoughts? No chance. No chance he plays for the minimum? No. I'm not saying the minimum, but take some yeah, of I think a pay I, cut. I, I, don't, I think he'll right, take well, a pay cut. There's taking a pay cut? Half a salary. He's Half already a salary. Said, no. So that's no, $20 million, right? Half. Well, okay, so there's, you know, if he, if they cut him and he rides off into the sunset, he's getting 22 mil. I think if Big Ben wants to go negotiate with the Steelers and he comes to the table and says, listen, you can cut me and pay me 22 mil, or I'll play for you and you pay me 22 mil. Like, I don't know how the Steelers say no to that because you got to give him 22 mil anyways. If Big Ben goes lower than 22 mil, then that shows that he wants to win one more time because yeah. still a ton his, of money. His yeah. team, and also, in my opinion, his team is not the team to win right now, so he's not taking a pay cut. 
That's why he took a pay cut. Yeah, they're, they're not set to win right now. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that like he, he's he's a selfish dude. He's not. I are you saying that the Steelers are not in a winning window? Nope. They just started eleven and zero. Okay, cool. And look, look how they ended. Who they lose on defense? Nobody. Okay, dude, that's not what I'm talking. That's why they were good that. last year. Because right, they guess what? What I'm telling you is that they started out eleven and zero, and look how their season ended. Okay, but they have a team the, to the build Brad, off the, of. That's Baker, what I'm Baker saying. Mayfield said bye bye. We're going to take Mayfield our had, like his best year. We're going to take our first playoff win since how however long ago was it? I think playoff game. Uh, if I'm the, if I'm, I don't know, it's a, tough, it's a sticky situation because they're not current Super Bowl favorites. I don't even think they're top three in the AFC right now. But, like, if they got a few more pieces, they would. But that's the thing is they don't have money to go get pieces. But if they, you know, if they pay Big Ben 22 instead of 40-something, they're going to have a little bit of money. But nothing that's going to put them above the Bills or the Chiefs. So... Yeah, sticky situation in, in the Berg. Alrighty, that's uh that's football. Let's jump into a little bit of college hoops. We're getting close to March. Um, I was gonna say something in the group chat. I uh, completely forgot about it, so I'm gonna tell this to you guys now. Uh, obviously, you can see on the Google Doc, we're gonna start bracketology. Uh, let's take a group vote to name who our main bracketol bra- <laughs> bracketologist bracketologist is. I vote Beck because I feel like he knows the most about college basketball. All right, let's ride. All right, back to the bracket, bracketologist. Uh, who are the frauds that uh, that you know might be making an early exit for what they are going to get seated in the tournament? Uh, who are some sleepers that you like? Who and who do you? Uh, if March Madness started tomorrow, who do you think is winning it all? Obviously, top three. I'd probably go one, two, three in the poll right now. Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan. I feel like I don't really see anyone else other than them winning it. Who's your final four of joining them? I can see Florida State sneaking in there. Florida State. Florida State. James Winston. I will, Florida State. I will say not Houston. Not Houston. I was, I was just yeah. Houston, Houston confirmed fraud. Houston they got upset was, again the other night. By Wichita. Yeah. I can yeah. also see Ohio State hopping in there. Yeah. I don't think – the final – like the Dude, Elite Eight. Imagine if we got Michigan, Ohio State in the Final Four. A lot that would be pretty. That would be I mean, the, so sexy. The thing is, I was like, you could sit here all day and talk bracketology for NCAA hoops, but like – one and two seeds always go down at yeah. some point. Like, you know, you can only play perfect for so long. Exactly. Yeah. And also, in addition to that, like, as much as people analyze it, like, when was the last time someone accurately got a bracket correct? Never. I don't think it's, I don't think it's ever happened. That's why you get like Warren millions, Buffett, yeah, Bill hundred Gage, million dollar challenge. I think Warren Buffett offered almost two hundred million dollars. Nobody's last ever going to gonna get a perfect bracket. bracket Is Nobody's it? Because you need it's. It's 63 games that you have to get right. And it's Dude. one game. It's not like yeah, a, it's I mean, anything could happen. And yeah. in, in addition to that, you have so many people who literally, like, drool over and study bracketology. And, and they still don't get it they, right. I think, yeah. the, I think the kid who, this was a couple years back, three or four years ago, the kid who got the most points ever on. The ESPN. Yeah, he was like a 13-year-old, and he was like, yeah, I was just picking random. Yeah. I had no yeah, idea yeah, what I was mean, doing. In my opinion, when it comes to bracketology, the less you know, the better off you are. Unless yeah. you know because completely nothing. If you, like, like, if you eat, sleep, you're gonna overthink. Yeah, like you could five, you could pick out the upsets. I feel like, but you could still not predict every game. You could have yeah. all the models in the world and whatever, everything like that, and try to statistically prove every game, and it's just not gonna happen. Yeah, Michigan State's been a top seed almost every year, and I think the past two or three years they've gone down. They probably, they're not even making the tournament this year. Yeah, they suck. Yeah, they suck so bad. It usually Tom Izzo, figure it out. <laughs> you do usually see uh, some ones, twos, and three seeds in the natty, but uh, it's uh, it's almost never the four one seeds and the four two seeds in the yeah. elite eight. That like never happens. They don't call it madness for nothing. They don't call it madness for the higher seed to win every game. And I'm I'm just itching to start watching some March Madness. And the uh, the sexy part about March Madness this year is uh, the first round, like those first two days when they play a ton of games and there's like nonstop college hoops from like 11 a.m. to after midnight. That's uh, usually on like a Tuesday and Wednesday, just like in the middle of the week. It's actually uh, it's on a Friday and Saturday or Saturday and Sunday this year. That is beautiful to hear. Love to see it. It's uh, very exciting. Yeah, it's uh, no work will be done during that time. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough because uh, I remember like middle school and high school, like you'd be sitting there you'd in be class sitting on your like, computer, computer, or get your phone out and you're streaming games. But like 
of course, like the year we don't have classes in person is like, yeah, oh, it's on a weekend. It. Don't worry about yeah. it. I think yeah. like all the teachers knew it was a given that everyone was not yeah. paying Dude, attention no, to that. I, I remember like in high school when I lived in New York because like the where I lived was like a they took school way too seriously. And <laughs> I, remember day, yeah, I remember one day I sat down in class and like I look up at the board during March Madness and it says no March Madness <laughs> on the PR Chromebooks when I can X to it and everyone's like. You're funny. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett, since you're from North Carolina, you can probably vouch for this. Uh, back in, like, elementary school, before they had TVs in every classroom, and you had, like, the big rolly cart with the yeah. TV on them, when uh, the week of the ACC tournament, there was a Roll TV. them bad boys roll out. Roll them TVs in. The ACC tournament, every game was on in third grade. And yeah, I think like, every class, too, wasn't it? Oh, At least for me. Nice. Get away from <laughs> what? I mean, Jim. What? Well, yeah, well, look where we rank in education versus New York. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you think we were doing during March Madness? You I guys mean, were doing math and we were watching Duke and Carolina. I remember taking a break and going to the uh, gym, having that thing rolled out, and you just sit there and watch the basketball game. What? ACC Dude. tournament, baby. I wish. It was like, it was the very, like, stereotypical, all right, class, here's a worksheet. It's six questions, and you got an hour to do it. Be sure to hand it in before you leave, and like you'd like answer the six questions in five minutes, and then yeah. sit there and watch. I think there was, there was maybe like one time ever in high school I had something where I would just sit there and do nothing for the whole class and have to turn in a worksheet. Mm. Yeah, no, literally wow. in, in New York it was like, oh, March Madness is on. Well, here's three book reports, two exams, and four <laughs> worksheets. My sports do, do it in the forty-five minute period. My sports <laughs> marketing uh, teacher in high school put a like. He would, it seemed like he would almost get mad at us because like, that was like basically a computer lab classroom and all the work was online and it was pretty easy work. But uh, he would like almost like, you're not watching March Madness? No, no, I'm doing schoolwork. <laughs> March Madness is on. Do you know the website? <laughs> like, come on. Love it though. Had that thing on the projectors too. Yeah, the smart oh, boards. Yeah. Dude. That was a beautiful time. College basketball in North Carolina. Match made in heaven. Yes, it is. Let's uh, jump into a, stay on the hoops train, but talk uh, NBA. The Nets this week beat the Lakers and the Clippers. Um, does the does the Nets Lakers game count since there were so many people out? AD was out. It means it means something. I yeah, think. it means something. I mean, yeah. LeBron, Who was out for the Nets? KD, uh, KD. LeBron played without AD. They played without KD. So they yeah. played without uh, Schroeder. Yeah, he, he was. So some notable names out, but I mean, I still feel like. Kyrie and I mean, they were still like they were both win. they were both missing one of their top two guys, and I mean, sure to be out doesn't help. I mean, yeah. Also, considering that it's the regular season right now too, I mean, I know I was really hyped when we beat the Lakers, but it's not the playoffs. Like it, as as much as it is, as much as it is great that the Nets beat them, like that isn't really like a judgment of how it's going to end up turning out, anyways. I mean, yeah. it's a great win for the Nets, being that they kind of were. And they're getting hot. Yeah, they. I think they're twelve and one against teams above five hundred this year. Yeah, and I saw that the Lakers are like ten and six. So, ten and six, not bad. But twelve and one. It's so weird how the Nets ball out against finals contenders, but then they play nobodies and get beat. I mean, that's all that matters. Yeah. They're sitting at like nineteen and twelve, second in the East right now. I don't think Number they two have... in the power rankings. Yeah, no complaints. Yeah, good time to be a Net fan. Uh, let's see, the Timberwolves fired head coach Ryan Saunders in the middle of the season. Saunders, Sanders, don't matter. They continue to sign someone outside of the <laughs> yeah. basketball organization. Yeah, I don't know what sense that makes. That's pretty messed up. Yeah, Timberwolves, uh, not looking good. They pick up a dude off the Raptors. I'm not knocking him as a coach. He, yeah, but... He's probably, yeah. probably he's going to be good for them. I hope he is, but I feel like I don't know why you don't go with a guy, in the system guy. Yeah. Yeah, well... I mean, also, Ryan Saunders... Doing his dad dirty. Flip Saunders, the great coach back in his day, and <laughs> Ryan Saunders. Just not figure not, it out. Yeah, not filling in the family shoes. Definitely not. Uh, the Hornets hit a game-winning three over the Warriors. Uh, Scary Terry starting to prove himself as a MJ. MJ proving everyone different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wrong, not different. My bad. Steph Curry. Steph Curry missed out on that game. Uh, after starting to feel sick in pregame warm-ups, my fantasy team felt that. You still Just won 8-0. kidding. I won 8-0 this year. <laughs> Needed it. Colossal. Uh, but, yeah, Scary Terry and the Hornets, potentially the most entertaining team in America just because they only make highlight plays. Um, are the Hornets going to be anything special this year? 
Or are they still maybe a draft pick and a piece away from... They're exciting to watch, and that's something you could say about a lot of teams. I feel like the NBA has kind of been switched up a little bit this year. Yeah. Teams, There's so many teams outperforming their expectations. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, I, I feel like the Hornets definitely have a lot of potential, but their best look is in the near future. Yeah, yeah two, I think they're... Three like years said, from now, two to three years from now, like the last year of Gordon Hayward's contract is when they should be yeah. going all in. When um, when fans are allowed to get back into, uh, into you know, NBA games in North Carolina... Uh, I think it's going to be a product that people are going to be dying to watch to oh, get in yeah. there, and they'll they'll put butts in seats in Charlotte. So they'll put my butt in the seat. Which I mean, they haven't in a long time, so it's going to be yeah. huge. Be, TBF trip to a Hornets game. Let's do it. Hornets next podcast yeah. from the uh, arena there. Yeah, we'll yeah we'll film in a Charlotte <laughs> hotel or something. We'll get a blast. Absolutely. We'll get Deshaun Watson on the pod too, since he'll be in town. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe in Madden twenty two. The trade deadline. <laughs> the trade deadline. The trade deadline is not far away. March twenty fifth. I don't know the exact date, but it's creeping it's up. Like that. Who's buying? Who's selling? I think the top dogs in the East are so close to where they're going to be buying for one more stud. Um, I mean, I can tell you the Knicks are going to be buying. I can guarantee they'll do something. Yeah, Victor Aldipo. So they're going to pick up someone. For a team that's on the playoff bubble, yeah, it makes sense. McCollum, Bradley Beal, maybe for you guys. McCollum would be ecstatic, my friend. Sent me something on Instagram the other day. Frankie, shout out Frankie. He was like, how do you feel about this? Did we get McCollum or Beal? I was sitting there. I was like, they're basically kind of similar players. Yeah. Obviously, Beal's better. Beal's older. Beal's making more money. Beal has less years on his contract. I was like... So, CJ's kind of sexy. I'd rather just take CJ at that point. Similar player. I mean, because Beal kind of takes away what other people could do on the team. While CJ already kind of plays that number two role in Why? Portland. And he could be the number one guy on the Knicks if he wanted to, but that's kind of Julius Randle this year. So I feel like he'd slide in a lot better than Beal would personally. I think the Bucks need to make a move. Yeah, they're they have been dying. Yeah, they need one more dude. And well, I mean, Drew Holiday's been out for almost two weeks now. Yeah. So Tell me about it. I mean, and Drew Holiday is <laughs> he's had pretty incredible for like four years. Players. Yeah, and that's definitely hurting them. Like you're having people like Bryn Forbes and DJ Augustine play big minutes, which is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Good guys to come off on the bench and get a few minutes, but nobody. Yeah, hard to replace Drew Holiday with those guys. So I mean, also the Sixers might buy. There's been reports I've seen that uh, we might be interested in Kyle Lowry. Solid, Dump truck. Solid pickup. Definitely need to see who we're gonna give up for that. If Thibault's in the trade, I don't want. And the reason why is because Thibault is a young piece of talent who has so much upside. And I didn't think I'd say this, but now I feel like if Tyrese Maxey's in that deal, you kind of got to imagine we'll this going to be. Yeah. Who do you guys think is going to be selling? Because there's, truth be told, like both conferences are pretty deep this year, and like there's only a few teams on each side. Like you got the Pistons and the Cavs sitting in the East that are like. Obviously not making the playoffs, and you got the uh, you got the Timberwolves and the Rockets and the Thunder and the Kings, uh, who are looking like they're not making the playoffs. Like there's not going to be too many teams selling, but who do you think gets sold? Uh, Drummond, honestly, Bradley, Bagley. In my opinion, I feel like the Blazers need to make a move for a big man. They got uh, Nurkic coming Cantor back. Cantor sucks. Nurkic. They're really not good. And why I want Nurkic is also a very big injury question mark. He hasn't played a healthy postseason the entire time they've made it on the playoffs. And Fair enough. They pick up something like Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond, Dame, CJ, and Derek Jones Jr. and Gary Trent Jr. And Melo. Good play. Shout out uh, Mike from Connecticut, by the way. You're the homie, and I know, you've, I know you uh, mess with the Blazers, so I'm desperately saying you guys need something like Andre Drummond on the squad. Yeah, that'd be big for Portland. Oh, very big. As a uh, as a Thunder fan, I can probably confirm that we're gonna trade two players for Horford. Smell you later. Yeah, honestly, for that uh, for that is it the twenty twenty two or twenty one of the drafts where we're just trying to have like every pick. You have so many first round picks. You could probably move a pick with Horford to get off the contract if you really wanted to. Wouldn't yeah. be opposed to it. Sounds like uh, sounds like Zach in our two uh, K my league. Yeah, we did a two K my yeah quick background. We did a two K my league, and like we're doing dynasty mode, franchise mode, and like halfway through the season, like I had an okay draft. I had a few like studs. I was kind of drafting young, um, and during the 
you know, fantasy draft, I'm like, you know, solid team. And we get to, you get to the season, I'm playing all right. Like, I'm handling the CPUs, like, the user games I'm struggling in. And I'm like, all right, I'm selling. Like, <laughs> I'm trading all my players for picks and young talent. I'm dumping my salary because, like, Luca was a free. Like, there were so many. Like, yeah. Luca and Trey Young were both about to be free agents. And we, and we, finished, the, we finished the finals. I've got twice as much money as any team for free agency. And, like, four first-round picks and two second-round picks that year. And we just never pick it back up. Like, I was about to make a run and it never got picked up again. All I'm going to say is I led the Knicks to the promised land and swept Drew in the finals. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All righty. That's it for basketball. Let's dive into a little bit of baseball. We had college baseball opening weekend this uh, this past weekend. Some uh, some some exciting series. Just take a little review of what went down. Uh, number twenty one. This is D one baseball. Last week we used perfect game. I think this week we're doing D one baseball. Uh, number twenty one Miami Hurricanes went to Florida, the number one team in the country. Took two out of three at Florida's brand new ballpark. So. Tough to uh, tough to lose a series in a brand new ten million dollar ballpark or something to an in-state rival. Uh, expect a huge jump from the Hurricanes to you know go from twenty one to honestly probably a top five if you win a series against the number one team in the country. Uh, USF, not the Bulls. We got the University of San Francisco going to number two UCLA and taking two out of three games from the Bruins. Uh, number three, Texas Tech goes 0-2 in that big tournament that was happening in Arlington. Uh, they lost to number six, Ole Miss, and number eight, Arkansas. So, good teams that they lost to, but still off to an 0-2 start. So, after opening weekend, the uh, top three teams in the country, all with losing records. It's kind of crazy. I mean, College baseball. <clears throat> everybody been out there ready to play. I mean, they took a, what, 11-month 11 11 break? Months. Yeah. Everybody's so, ready to get at it. At this point... They're all deep, every single roster out there, and they're looking to play. Yeah. I mean, come out, play, and see what happens. Our uh, our beloved ECU Pirates, number 25, going into the season in the D1 polls. Uh, they swept the Roadie Rams. The uh, final for the series score was the Pirates hung up 22 runs, and the Rams hung up seven runs. Things we love to see. Roll, yes. Pirates, yeah. roll. Friday they got out kind of slow. But it was also like 30, 30 degrees, degrees and yeah. just been raining. Yeah, Pirates walked Heat it off baseball. Friday. Heat baseball weather. Oh, Not beautiful. F- shut up, New York. <laughs> hey, maybe. <and> they went, <laughs> the Pirates went out and walked it off on a ground ball in the 10th on Friday night. Won that one 3-2. to two. Uh, Came back Saturday. It was a pretty close game until uh, Connor Norby hit a base-clearing triple in the 7th. Pushed that one to 7-1. to one. Uh, for the final, and then Sunday, a freshman for ECU. Knocked the piss out of the ball. Oh, I was I'm talking about, about Skylar Brooks. Skylar Brooks. You're talking about the a, pitcher, ain't yeah, you? Yeah, well, Skylar Brooks hit a 415-foot oh bomb. He smoked. After coming in to pitch and relief. So, yeah. uh, you know, just a little ECU two-way <laughs> U stud action. It was very sexy. That might, have, uh, that might have been knocked onto the Narragansett Beach in Rhode Island. That's <laughs> yeah. as far as that ball got hit. The uh, and then that the starter great. I watched maybe like four oh, hours. Yeah, he looks amazing. Yeah, he's Carson Wisenhunt, Wisenhunt. He's a COVID freshman, but he only pitched a third of an inning last year. Uh, he came out and started on Sunday for the Pirates. Pitched four innings and struck out ten. Oh, yeah, That's a record way. too, ain't it? Or Something s- like or that. Or since I mean, if, yeah. yeah, if he were to pitch a complete nine innings and keep that pace, it would have been twenty-two k's. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, also Friday, shout out Christian Smallwood. Walk-off knock. Yeah, walk-off knock. Uh, we're not going to forget that. Yeah. yeah. It was definitely Second a, walk-off hit of his career. Yeah, and uh, probably one of his bigger at-bats in his career, too, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, Let's even in that game, there was the a bench. couple uh, balls that were hit that should have been going if the wind yeah, wasn't the blowing wind was 20 miles 15, per hour yeah. in. Bryson, Bryson put one out there. Uh, that ball he was going Nor- uh, Norby. practice football yeah, field. for any put one out there, too. Yeah. Exciting things for our uh, Pirates. We'll always talk college baseball on this podcast during college baseball season, but uh, we watch every ECU game. So Pirates by Zillion. Pirates by Zillion. You'll catch a, you'll catch an in-depth ECU baseball report here. Uh, games to watch this week. Uh, the best midweek. The best midweek games we got. Uh, we're not just being biased towards ECU here. ECU is going to host Duke on Tuesday night. That's going to be a top twenty-five matchup. It'll be good for college baseball. Honestly, that's probably that's definitely the best game Tuesday night, and it might be the best midweek matchup of the week. Um, so yeah, that's tomorrow. We should watch that together. 
I got practice. Ah. What time is it? Four? Yeah. Oh, never mind. That'll play. All right. Let's okay. Go. All right. We'll watch tomorrow. We'll figure it out. Sounds good. All right. Pirates versus Duke tomorrow. Also tomorrow, Coastal Carolina is going to travel to Wake Forest and take on the Demon Deacons. Uh, Wake Forest is going to be top 25. Coastal Carolina, just a – not in the top 25, but they took one out of three against top 25 Duke this weekend. Should have been – oh, and they, that one game they won was on a walk-off grand slam in the bottom of the ninth, so that was cool. Coastal Carolina won a natty recently, good baseball school. So that will be another good one to watch Tuesday night. Wake Forest got a lot of upside as well. Did you watch – I can't remember. Did you watch any of Wake's games this weekend? I watched the first one, and I watched a little bit of the Sunday game. Sunday game, they they can score, I but can't they had remember, five errors. I so. can't remember um, – I can't remember what night it was, but a freshman closer for Wake Forest came in to close it, and God, he was so cocky. But was like he? he could buy, like he was striking guys out, but like, dude, he he was letting them hang. Could he could he uh, back it up? He was. I mean, he was striking guys out. He was right. pitching good. So do your thing if you can back it up. Uh, this weekend, a um, little bit of easy. We're always going to shout out when ECU plays. ECU is going to Georgia Southern for a three-game series Friday through. Sunday, Pirates will be in the top 25. Georgia Southern, not a bad baseball team, though. Um, Georgia Tech is going to come to Raleigh and play NC State. Yeah, go Tech. Uh, (laughs) NC State. Shut up. (laughs) Both of those teams should still be in the top 15. Uh, And then this weekend, Coastal Carolina is going to host a tournament with Bryant, Kennesaw State, and West Virginia. Uh, All four teams are going to be looking to make the tournament and win their uh, respective conferences. So. Well, I mean, uh, Gary's <laughs> blood and she stakes their sports or uh, the potential uh, poultry science major. <laughs> <laughs> Check out Aaron on uh, YouTube. Nice. No, let's not. Uh, let's talking not. about chickens. Let's not. <laughs> so, for anybody that's listening out there, it doesn't understand what we're talking about. So, Before I came to ECU, I was looking at going to state and doing poultry science. I don't know why that's they give me shit size. for that, but they do. But whatever. <laughs> that's that's all you need to know about that. Chicken it's alright. Don't worry. I mean, you can find me on YouTube doing plenty. <laughs> Very uh, cool things. Yes. Um. Yeah, that's college baseball. Rounded out here with a little bit of MLB action. We still got uh, still got some notable free agents still out there, even though uh, people are showing up to free agency, and uh, including Jake so Odorizzi. Spring training. What did I say? Free agency. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, also, uh, I just remembered, I listened to the podcast when it came out Tuesday, and last week when we were talking about Paxton going to the Mariners, I said Paxton was clearly a top five free agent this year. I 100% meant to say he was a top five starting pitching free agent. <laughs> I figured that's what you said. Yeah, uh, he, is, he was not a top five overall free agent this year. Just getting that, uh, just getting that out there. Before we dive in too deep, I want to address the tweet that was made of the Red Sox. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cam sleeping on the Red Sox. Just like, so, there, I'm telling you, dude, there's talent on that team to make a little bit of a team, push. But they just, there's talent on the Pirates. <laughs> Cole, Cole Tucker. Yeah, Cole there's, Tucker. I mean, there's talent on the Red Sox, but you're playing the Rays, you're playing the Blue Jays, and you're playing the Yankees. Yeah, but everybody expects them to roll over, and I don't see that's that's the case. I don't, I don't think they're going to roll over. I don't think they're going to have the worst record in baseball. But the AL, like your division is, you guys probably aren't going to win your division. And the and the wild card race is gonna be pretty well, deep. Garrett, while we're here talking about the Red Sox, why don't you make a little hot take so you, you, we can either laugh at you or you laugh at us at the end of the season? Okay, let's see. How many wins? So we got we got the Rays, give yourself, Blue Jays, yeah, who else? Orioles, Yankees. Generous okay. five win range that you think you guys are gonna be between. Okay, what's the total again for they the? They play one sixty two. One sixty two. 163 if you're lucky. Oh, this is going to be tough. I'm going to say we're in between. I'll go, we want five, you said? I'll give you a five game span. I will do, I'm going to go 95 to 100. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> 95 to 100? You've got to say like 80 to 85. Nope, nope, I'm going with wow. it. The Yankees are, pre- all right, I'm looking at fan right, graphs right now. we got Chris Sale, Rodriguez, who's the other two Chris starters? Chris Sale halfway through the season. I'm looking at fan graphs right now. 
They were no, probably the Dodgers. Dodgers the Yankees. The Yankees are projected. The Yankees are projected to win the division lie. with 95 wins. So you are basically. All right. Here's a chance. The Red Sox are projected to on FanGraphs. Red Sox are projected <laughs> to win. Right, so I went a little hot. Way too hot. That was, that, legit, I just burned myself. Yes. All right, so I'm okay. So you said the Yankees are projected with 103. Yankees are projected with 95. 95, excuse me. Yankees, really? right, here's the or here. You guys are projected to beat the Rays, though. So Yankees with 95 to win it. Blue Jays in second with 87. Sox in third with 85. Rays in fourth with 81. Orioles in last with 63. Also, uh, Fangraphs giving the Orioles a zero point zero percent chance to make the playoffs, which is awful. That is just so disrespectful. Fangraphs I mean, giving the Red Sox a two point. I was going to give you guys like eighty two to eighty seven, pushing it as kind of. Yeah, I was going to say okay, like uh, mid eighties. Ninety five to one hundred is definitely not going to happen. That was a little I think too you would have spicy. the best record in the AL. <laughs> but I, I really think they're going to exceed that number of what's it eighty three. Uh, eighty six. 85. 85. So I, I, I think, I think I'm going to say, I, I want to say they're going to be around 90. All right. Mr. All right. Willoughby's hot take. 85 to 90. Lock it in. No, it's going to be above 85. So I'm going to say 88 to, to 92. Oh, wow. 86 to 92. 80, 88 wow. to 93. We're giving them five games. That'll, that'll work. work. That'll work. Um, that, well, yeah, I'll run through it real quick since Fangraphs did put out recently the uh, make playoff odds. Um. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna say the team and the make playoffs percentage. Uh, Yankees 91, Blue Jays 53, Red Sox 44, Rays 20, Orioles 0.0, <laughs> AL Central Twins 65, White Sox 58, uh, Indians 19, Royals 9, Tigers 1. I just, I just want to know quick how how the White Sox are not above the Twins. Yeah, that's confu- I think the White. The Fangraphs has them finishing within a game of them. So, like, they have Twins at 88.8 wins and White Sox at 87.8. So. Fair enough, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be close, but I think the Sox won it. Uh, AL West, Astros 66%, Angels 33%, Athletics 31%, Mariners 2%, Rangers 2%. Uh, NL East, Mets 81%, Braves 69%, very nice. Nationals 25%. <laughs> Phillies, 12%. Marlins, 1%. <laughs> NL Central, Brewers, 37. Cardinals, 33. Cardinals How are the Cardinals not? The Cardinals first. are winning that division. And it's not going to, if, if anybody does beat the Cardinals, it's probably going to be the Cubs, not the Brewers. Uh, Brewers, 37. Cardinals, 33. Cubs, 23. Reds, 18. Pirates, 0.5. Uh, NL West, Dodgers 97, Padres 92, Giants 6, uh, Diamondbacks 2, Rockies. <laughs> I've never seen like a one. Rockies 0.2%. A 1-2 one, two, one, two in a division before. Odds so to win long. the World Series, uh, the big ones are Dodgers 20%, Padres 12%. Uh, Mets ten percent. I just simply do not know how you're about to say that the Phillies have such a low chance when the best team in baseball. Stop <laughs> it, bro! Like you can't even say that with a straight face. Honestly, I that. It's unfortunate we don't actually like record Yankees these because everyone's look when I said that was <laughs> <laughs> staring through my soul. Maybe in a maybe in the year maybe in a year when the NL East wasn't the deepest uh, division in yeah, baseball. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Maybe in MLB the show though. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, back on track with what we got. JBJ and Odo Rizzi both still out there. Um, JBJ just needs to sign with the Astros already. That's what makes sense. Anybody else got any other ideas on where JBJ is going? Hey, there's a DH. They no, good. Not going to be a DH. If there was. If there was. <laughs> in a perfect world. Yeah, Joe Puig would be employed. The, also, the Mets would be in on JBJ as a, another option, but we're not in a perfect world, so he's not coming to the Mets. Uh, Odorizzi, it makes sense for him to go to the Angels, but the Angels are so stupid, and they have the best player <laughs> of all time, and they refuse to get some pitching to support them. Um, I don't know where like, – Odorizzi would obviously fit in as a lot of teams for – Mike Trout has played in one playoff appearance. No, we're gonna get into the we're gonna get into the Trout Goat debate one day. I want all of us to be here for it, but uh, that's gonna happen. That is gonna happen. Um, Taiwan Walker signs with the Mets. 
Uh, three years, 23 mil, but that third year is a player option or team yep. option? Player yeah. option. Um, I like it for the Mets. I was kind of hoping that the Nats would make a run at Taiwan Walker for their fourth starter, but they got John Lester, so I assume they're going to make another move, but they didn't, so I just wish we got Taiwan instead of Lester, but no bashing Lester. Lester's going to sign young this year. Uh, but, yeah, Taiwan Walker to the Mets. Let me Back, just say this, me just say like this quick. This has been the most deepest team I've ever seen the Mets put together. Like, honestly, you look around Such everywhere. Such a deep team for second place. Okay. I will tell you, Lindor looked beautiful. Yes. I was, I was sitting on our couch. <laughs> I was sitting on our couch today, and ESPN was on. I see Lindor in the threads with the beautiful blue and orange threads, and I'm like, just tell me he does not look like the most beautiful man in the world Looks right like now. he was born to be there. Exactly. I would marry him. Oh <laughs> Guess what? Lindor will look a lot beautiful in first place on top of the division yeah, when the players are in fourth. I can't wait all this talk from you back. Also, Just for yeah. you guys to finish in second place and well, miss the playoffs. You think, Cam, you know top no, two in I each division make the playoffs? It doesn't matter. You guys all right, all right fine. Guess year? what? All right, yeah. You'll make the playoffs first round exit. Okay, but then... No. And then, and then wait, all right, do you and think, and you and think then, the Phillies... Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? You join us at the local bars. <laughs> do you think the Phillies are going to be first? No. No. Okay, so then you're, you literally just proved that we are the better team. No, you. you're not, though. So then why are Dude, you... Dude, I'm in your head right now. You're, you're getting <laughs> mad. I'm in his head. Real estate. Also, Phillies app. Another side head. note for the uh, Mets' awesome offseason this year. Also led the league with three... Sexual harassment <laughs> allegations. Yeah, that's pretty terrible. But they're not in our organization anymore. Yeah, they're no. Well, they, they, how does how does Mickey Callaway have a job? Well, I mean, they were in your organization for two or three years. Yeah, okay, he we shouldn't have it. a job. That Mickey Callaway should yeah, not I mean, have any, any, any of that stuff in sports should be completely not tolerated. It should be a zero tolerance policy. And the fact that there's that he's still employed is automatically he should put on leave. Yeah. He should not be. I absolutely. Saw, I saw that the, the MLB is gonna. St- I I heard or saw or something that the MLB is gonna take more steps to police that kind of stuff because obviously, you know, the teams policing it themselves is not working. Yeah, I mean, also, like, that should just be a given, though. Like, it shouldn't have to be, like, a step in the right direction or something. It should be a given. If you're doing something that's illegal or something, like, just anything... It, it is illegal lines, in the workplace. Exactly. Like, people get go to jail for the fuck stuff. out yeah. and take care. You, you look... Play like, stupid games, win stupid prizes. You look in the NFL and there's probably six times the amount of employed people, and I think the MLB this offseason has passed them in yeah. so, allegations. Yeah. It's for, terrible. It's disgusting. MLB has got to do something to step in because the teams taking care of it themselves is not working. Um, Asrubal Cabrera to the Diamond, Diamondbacks, huge for the Diamondbacks. I think they're contenders now because of this. <laughs> um, Good veteran piece, though. I mean, hey, shout out, shout out to Struble, Nats legend, World Series champ. He was such a huge piece into us winning the World Series. Hey, he was a piece. The Mets built him into that, if you think about it. Right. <laughs> and hey, guess it. we got a walk-off in battle on The Phillies. <laughs> cool. Uh, Trevor Rosenthal to the Athletics. $11 million. <laughs> yeah, the Mets were in on him, and then I saw one year, 11 million. I was like, all right, pass. Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> makes the next feel, one. that makes me feel better about Brad Hand for a million dollars cheaper than that. Uh, speaking of Nats bullpen, Jeremy Jeffers to the Nats on a minor league deal. I love this. Yeah, he was an all-star in 2018, has wipeout stuff. Low risk, extreme extreme high reward. Yeah. For the fact that, like, it's so weird that it's preseason and the Nats bullpen only is, like, it's usually a problem that we address at the trade deadline if we're contending. Like, things go right. Nats got a top five bullpen in baseball this year, and that's so weird to say. And then... If somebody gets hurt in the bullpen, we got a guy that we'll probably be able to pull up there, and like he'll be a solid piece, hopefully. So, uh, also on Nats' note, Strasburg good to go. He said in his Zoom call that when he made his two starts last year, he couldn't even feel his hand. So, oh, that's, I, that's, I, that's, that's, that explains. Yeah. Hope he stays healthy. It's yeah. like yeah. people forget how good he is. He's just, so good when he's healthy. That post exactly. like when he's good enough to be healthy throughout the year and be healthy in the postseason, it shows what he can do for the Nationals. He won like. Had one of the greatest pitching. You could arguably make an argument. One World like Series MVP. Top five. When he is healthy and yeah, pitching exactly. to his, he it's, can be a top. It's five. such a big yeah. if, which you just yeah. hate to see. I hate to appreciate uh, other people's teams, but Strasburg especially in your division. Exactly, but Strasburg has the stuff. Yeah, for the fact that uh, 
Max Scherzer is now probably on the decline due to uh, father time, and he's in a contract year after Strauss got paid uh, the offseason after the World Series. The Nats need him to pan out, and he even said that his stuff is looking better after the surgery than it did pre-surgery, and if that's true, Cy Young. That changeup mm, is yeah, insane. I don't know if Cy Young. Well, what's, no, he, what's yeah. he gonna say? My stuff looks worse. That's well, true. I mean, he's not gonna. I mean, you well, don't come out and say yeah, my stuff's of, looking better than it did before I got a, surgery. And not a lot like of guys there. come out and say, "Yeah, my stuff looks." That usually, yeah, looks usually if you go do yeah. surgery, you know, yeah, I feel good. good. I feel yeah. good. Not, I feel like I'm gonna I'm make a full recovery. Like, yeah. yeah, or they're like, I feel better than ever. Like, shout out Nats Nation. Like that's that's the kind of stuff that players do. Yeah. Well, uh, Nats needs Strauss to pan out and live up to his contract, which if he's good to go and truly is doing better than before his surgery, then he will certainly live up to his contract. Um, Fernando Tatis, 14 years, was it 340 mil? Yep. Yeah. And his, when he was in the minor league, someone, like, in a, I forgot the name of the business, they made an investment on him and every contract deal he signs, they get 5% of. Oh, wow. So they, so they get like $28.5 million. Yeah. And, and the way the Padres space that payment out. $24 million a year is Well, he's getting, nice. I think he's getting one mil this year. And then because seven, arbitra- yeah, and yeah, ten, or renewal, and yeah. then so he's not, get, he's not getting paid until like twenty twenty four, like actually getting like well, yeah, a big chunk of change. It's not going to impact their age. Extension doesn't set in until right. then. Yeah. So that they, was very smart. I on saw the they have an eight hundred and twelve million dollar infield. infield. So that pr- that goes to show you that even after a season of no fans, a season where it looks like there's not going to be fans in the state of California, and one of the smallest markets in the league. Teams have money to spend. If you can, if you can put an eight hundred twelve million dollar infield, including two guys over three hundred million dollars in the same infield in San Diego, you can pay your guys around the league. Yeah, so I need, yeah. I need owners to stop playing it so cheap that the Padres. And here's the thing: you put Tatis on your team for fourteen years. When when people can start going back to Petco Park, people are going to go to Petco. Park. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go to Petco Park. I'm gonna go to Petco Park. Fourteen over the four, next fourteen years of my life, I'd like to think I'm at Petco Park. Hopefully, it's one time. Here's but here's the thing. Also, for making money, like for instance, Beck, have you bought a Mets Francisco Lindor jersey yet? No, I'm waiting. If to they make extend him yes, for ten yes. years, are you going to buy a Frankie Lindor Mets jersey? I can tell you this: black, black, blue, white pinstripes, all of them. Okay, I don't know about that. <laughs> bank, bank account. Might we got to get that. an ad first. But black jerseys. I will be all over. But that's the thing. I like, promise you. That. How much Shout in? Gate. <laughs> how much in? In Fernando Tatis jerseys, jerseys like that memorabilia was sold at. Like the Padres made money off of. Hell yeah! Like people are gonna go to their games. People are gonna buy his jerseys. Like it's just, you're gonna make if you put good products on the field, people will watch. People will go to your games. People will you buy. Gotta, you got to give their management. Uh, Huge pound yes. back because in 2016, 2017, they were the laughing stock of the league, and then you turn around in three years and or four years, whatever you want to call it, they picked up Darvish, they picked up Snell, Snell Machado, Ha Young yeah. Kim, here to play. however I say his name, Hosmer. They are here they, they to play. Gave out so much money in contracts, yeah. and there's and there's a bunch of teams like the Rockies that are like, you know, well we're not. Well, I mean, for the Rockies, they're in that division, so it's hard to compare them. But there's teams out there that are, you know, like looking at the top team in their division, and they're like, well, we're not competing with them. And then they look at, like, the two teams that are going to be, like, front of the race for wild card and be like, well, we're not as good as them. So, you know, if we're not going to win with Arenado, we might as well lose, like, like Arenado. Which sucks for the league and sucks for those markets that don't have owners that are dying to win. But it shows you. The smallest of markets, a.k.a. San Diego, will go out and spend almost a billion dollars on their roster this year almost, and that proves that anybody can do yep. it. Absolutely. Um, this is going to shake up the shortstop market for sure, especially with how deep free agency is going to be um, for shortstops this upcoming offseason. I'm sure the Mets fans are wishing they got Frankie Lindor locked up before this. As a Nats fan, I'm wishing we locked up Trey Turner before this. And uh, this is only going to mean huge things for Juan Soto, but I'm fine with it. Hand him a blank check. <laughs> um, Mariners. Yeah, Mariners. What quick. the freak. As that, I mean, 
That's truly embarrassing for me for yeah, the fact that's my Kev- AO team. Kevin Mather is a joke. Resign. Flat out joke. Have. At least he didn't wait to get fired. Like, you knew he yeah, was yeah, he's he's like, shot. Let, uh, let me go ahead and hit the high road. I, I just don't know what's going through your mind. Like, as a... You're being watched by so many people every day. Right. And you still out and make these... All of that to impress the Rotary Club. Yeah. And he, I mean, did he think he wouldn't get out? Yeah. Like, like, it's, he, yeah, like, like <clears throat> that's going to get leaked, bro. For those who don't know, he was not paying... He was making... He was keeping guys in the minors so he didn't have to pay them more when they'd make it to the majors. And also he was not paying translators to make them for their English. And he also made a comment that if they had somebody go go down hurt, that you would possibly see his fat belly out there in left field. Before minor leaguer. Before minor leaguer. Yeah, which is terrible. And there's like service time plays in a lot of stuff. I mean, they did it with Chris Bryant in 2015. I mean, it's... Just a bad thing. They're the small game. market teams not willing to go out and get that big time free agent to really put them over the hump, and then there's small market teams not paying a translator to where you can get your best prospects. Also, up, not bring is, out like I'm gonna just put out Jared Kelenich, Kelenich, who I wish was a mess though. He's gonna be amazing. But yeah. Like they arguably they could put him on a spring rot or whatever. Whenever he's ready to make the MLB, he's not gonna be in the MLB for the first month because they want to have an extra extra year of a cheap contract or a renewable or an extra year of arbitration, which sucks and it's terrible. I, they need to change that. Yeah. Just an all around joke. I mean, they didn't do it. The Mets didn't do it with Pete Alonso and he came out on fire his rookie year and yeah. kind of earned himself. Yeah, you can't do that. To, yeah. Can't do that to him when he's doing that kind of thing. Um, yeah. MLB teams are going to put on their uniforms and play against other MLB teams that are wearing their uniforms on Sunday. It's probably going to be. It's obviously not going to be everybody's ace thrown, and it's not going to be everybody's best lineup, but, hey. I'm excited. I'm excited. There's going to be MLB baseball on my television on Sunday. And let's get it. Very pumped. All righty, let's go ahead and jump into this time next week's weeks, whatever, this time next week. Well, let's, uh, first of all, let's review last week's this time next week. Uh, I was going into a week 4-0. I was kind of okay with getting it wrong just because of the uh, pressure. Uh, I said that the Carolina Hurricanes were going to sweep the week, go 4-0. Uh, they went 3-1, and and the one game they lost, they blew a late lead and gave up the overtime goal. But uh, How about that emergency goalie, though? A year ago today? Yeah. That, God, uh, David Ayers brings tears to my eyes. Stud. Yeah. Canes legend. So I'm 4-1 and now. Garrett, what was yours last week? Mine was ECU sweeps the week. I also said it wasn't going to be close, but Friday was a little close game. But they still swept a week, so three and two, baby. Beck? Beck. Oh, we said Beck at the same time. That was I nice. S- I said yeah. that the Celtics would continue to downfall, and they'd end up last in the Atlantic Division. Damn the Knicks. I was one game off that the Knicks so did not lose. I forgot where they lost. They forgot. Lost to the Magic by like 20. That was a terrible game. God, if that. they won, Celtics are in last. I was very close. I'm still over. We're Man, looking, looking to change that. Uh, my this time next week, last week was URI gets held under ten runs over the entire weekend. It did happen. Seven runs were given up to the Rody Rams, and I couldn't be happier. Two and three. Uh, Justin had that the Jazz were going to cover every game. They did not. I don't know what they did the rest of the week, but they lost to the Clippers. So that's definitely not a cover. That is special. It is baby. not. Um, yeah, let's jump into this week. Uh, I'm going to go, oh my god, what was mine? I literally just had it. Good question. I'll cover Garrett, for you. you. Yeah, Garrett, you start, I'll come back. All right, so I, um, I know I went with the ECU sleeping last week. I'm going to say it again. They played Duke Tuesday. Oh, I remember what it was. Okay. So we're going to say they beat them. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a little uh, Spice. run differential there. Ooh, a little spread? I'm going to say it's by at least... Three runs. Pirates beat Duke by at least three. Yep, and then they also go and sweep Georgia Southern. So, so Pirates sweep Georgia Southern and beat Duke by at least three. Yes. That's hot. I like it, though. If that if that works, I'll be a happy it'll be, man. It'll be beautiful. Beck? Uh, I'm going to college basketball. I'm going to say that Duke's tournament odds skyrocket. Tournament. 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 Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Damn it. I'm going to say Duke's odds to make the tournament. Tournament. Stop it. <laughs> they go up significantly. They, as we speak, they beat down on Syracuse. They have 
I believe, one game on Saturday against Louisville. Who they played Carolina a, again. I know that. Yeah, you're saying. I think they're getting hot at the right time. They're now 6-0 without Jalen Johnson. I think they can make a push in the tournament. If they make it, tournament. stop it. They could be a sleeper <laughs> in that yeah. nice bracket of games. Heck, yeah. Lots of basketball games. Cameron. Uh, I think the All-Star Reserves get put out this week. If it's next week, my bad, but I think it is this week. Uh, the big three in Philly, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, and Embiid all um, become part of the All-Star game. Obviously, ben, Embiid already has been chosen, but Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris join him as reserves for the Eastern Conference team. All right. I remembered mine. I'm going that either Jackie Bradley Jr. signs with the Astros or Jake Odorizzi signs with the Angels. That's just the two logical places for both of them to go. But is it logical for the Angels to go out and get a starting pitcher in free agency? No, even though they should. The Angels piss me off, wasting my trout. Just trading with the Nash for Victor Robles. Um, but, yeah, JBJ is going to be an Astro or um, Odorizzi is going to be an Angel. Anybody got anything else sports-related or snot? Go Pirates, baby. Go Pirates. Go sports. Go sports. That's my outro. You can't take that. I took it. Wow. Well, Mr. Garrett, we hope you uh, feel better of your sniffles by this time next week. Ooh, might change my this time next week to Garrett doesn't have sniffles anymore. Could definitely be a play. I'll stick with uh, I'll stick with <laughs> All righty. Folks, thanks for coming out to episode six. six. Episode six of the To Be Fair podcast. We'll catch you here next week on the same platforms. You know where to find us on the bird app. At To Be Fair Podcast on the gram at To Be Fair Cast. We appreciate you listening. Thanks for coming out. What was Mr. the name Justin. of that car wash? What, what, what was the name of that car wash? Tony? T- Tommy's. Tommy's. Tommy. Tommy's car wash. Hit us up. We're going to do Tommy's a sponsor. Express. Uh, Kickback Jackson's. Anybody. Somebody Kickback sponsor Jackson's us. Kickback Jackson's nearby and you want to sponsor us with uh, some of your cheesesteaks. Somebody sponsor us. Somebody sponsor us. Somebody. All right. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you next week. Go sports. We'll see you.